demonstrations in Lebanon started on the 17th of October, a day after the cabinet announced a round of new taxes, including a fee on WhatsApp calls. The protests have been marked by their lack of sectarianism, with people from all sections of society taking part under the banner of a unified Lebanon. Another thing that has made the Lebanese protests stand out is the music and the dancing. Scenes from the northern city of Tripoli went viral, with the Lebanese DJ Mahdi Karime playing music from his balcony to a huge crowd dancing in the streets below him on the 19th of October. Although the Lebanese people have joined together with a single message to stand against the government that they see as corrupt, inept and self-serving, the clashes gave way by day three to a more jubilant atmosphere. Multiple videos of people dancing together, singing and of large community cleanups occurring in the mornings after the protests have given the rallies a festive feel. This is a Beyond the Headlines special. I'm Saeed Saeed and we're speaking to some of Lebanon's acclaimed indie artists about what the protests mean to them. Lana Musa is a singer. Our country is in a very bad situation. They have uh, stolen everything from us, our happiness, our, our safety, uh, our dreams, most importantly. Uh, all the, most of the Lebanese youth they just want to leave the country because they don't feel safe anymore. They don't feel they want, they can, you know, have families in this country. And they don't feel that they can raise their children in a safe community without hatred and, and without, you know, putting differences always in, in people's faces. This is why we need to protest. We need the change. Unemployment is rife, and the economic divide seems unbridgeable to many. This has an effect on all aspects of society. Zaid Hamdan, a singer and producer of some of the most successful indie artists in the Lebanese music scene, tells us how the economic issues have affected the music community. Since the 2006 war on Lebanon uh, and the deterioration of uh, the economy, and the rise of the sectarian hatred. Uh, our scene has been shrinking and shrinking and no venues to perform, uh, no, no more budgets from, uh, from anywhere, no sponsors. Everything has been going towards uh, DJ-oriented events because uh, people don't have money anymore to produce shows and produce bands. Uh, so no, the, the, it has been really difficult uh, for our scene to do anything and it explains why uh, nowadays very very few uh, new uh, indie bands even after president hariri came back with a new budget removing the new taxes and fees the people have not accepted his reforms they feel the government has had decades and now it's just too late zaid hamdam sums up the feeling if I can summarize to you what is happening today in Beirut is that Lebanon is ruled by, let's not say, one dictator, but an ensemble of dictators, each one ruling on his community. So you have the Shia dictators, the Durzi dictator, the Sunni dictator, the Christian dictator. And all those people have, been, have agreed and they're part of big families political families, and all those people have agreed for the last 30 years to share the cake 
without uh, taking in consideration the need of uh, the people, the, the practical needs. But the unity amongst the people against the government has brought a sense of optimism with it. The angst and divide of the past seems to have been removed. The Lebanese national anthem has the words, all of us, repeated many times. Singer Tanya Saleh feels she can now actually believe in these words. The thing is that it's so amazing that when I look at the streets today and I listen to the uh, national anthem, it, it sounds different now. Today it's ringing. It's as if it was rewritten, this, this anthem. It's as if we are listening to it with, the, with, the new, uh, with new ears. It's as if every word of it now has, has, a, has a meaning and it, it's real. Wael Kodia, a hip-hop artist who also goes under the name of Rayas Beck, tells us of his hopes for the future. As a Lebanese citizen, I would like to see um, a more fair life. I would like to have job opportunities, uh, health care, uh, you know, the, the basics, the fundamental basics. As a musician, I would like to, the state to be more involved into cultural events and, uh, and helping, um, helping all the artists to create because art is uh, not just uh, entertainment, it's, it's much more than that. Another major trend during the last few days has been the prominence of women at the protests. Many believe their presence has aided the efforts to keep the peace. George's Risha tells us of his experience. I've been protesting literally everywhere. When the road is open, I go all the way to Beirut, to the Martyr Square. Uh, when the road is literally blocked, I go to the nearby places like Zouk or Jaladib. Also, what stood out this time is that I see women worth a thousand men, women protecting the protests to avoid clashes between protesters and security forces. I saw women leading the revolution. I saw Lebanese from all ages, all religions, chanting after them. I saw women cleaning up the street so it befits our norm. We can't be sure what the next few days and weeks will unfold for the future of Lebanon. The political and economic outlook is uncertain. But these protests have drawn out a sense of solidarity that has been unprecedented. Anthony Khauri from the band Adonis is currently touring away from home and wants to make sure he shares the sentiment from his country. In our case, it happens that we're out touring. We can't be on the streets, unfortunately. But we're making sure that wherever we go in every city we visit, we try to get a bit of that spirit, which is on the streets of Beirut, of that fresh, new, revolutionary, positive spirit into our shows, and we make sure to tell everyone about what's going on in, uh, in our country. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Headlines. I've been your host, Saeed Saeed. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And if you can spare a minute, we would really appreciate a review. This episode was produced by Aisha Khan, and Arthur Edison.
Hey, I'm Irvin Welsh. I am Bryn Terbell. Hi, this is Ariana Huffington. I'm Ian Rankin. I'm Alexander McCall Smith. And these are the And these are the books of my life. Books of my life. And these are the books of my life. I'm Rupert Hawksley, arts and culture writer at The National, and I'd like to invite you to join me and some brilliant guests as we talk about all things books. The books they love, the books they hate, the books that made them cry, and the books that have had the biggest impact on their lives. Interviews with, among others, Ariana Huffington, Alexander McCall-Smith, and Irvin Welsh will be available from October the 30th. You can subscribe today by finding Books of My Life on your favourite podcast app. We'd love to hear from you, too, about the books that have amused, confused, or even changed you. This is a conversation, so email us at booksofmylife at thenational.ae.